Hello, hello, and welcome to General Conference Conversations, a podcast where we have conversations about General Conference. I am your host, Kaylin, and I am extraordinarily late <laughs> with starting this season. Um, I guess late in the way I had originally planned. Plans have changed. Um, if you've been around for a while, um, following this podcast for a while, you'll probably notice that uh, I started quite a few months later than I normally do for a new season. Um, for the first three seasons, I started about a month, month and a half after general conference. So like, April conference, I was starting episodes in like May, uh, beginning of May and middle of May. It gave me a month, month and a half to kind of read the talks, reread stuff, get stuff prepared, like posts and plan everything out and um, a little bit of breathing room also between seasons for me. And then I would end a couple weeks three, two to three weeks before the next conference started. So um, again, if I was going up to an April conference, I would end episodes halfway through March. Um, that obviously did not happen this time. <laughs> um, and if you, again, if you've been around, if you've been following me for a while, last season, the end of last season was also kind of wonky and weird um, because I started a new job last summer, about June, July-ish. I started a new job and it has been insane um, and not at all how I expected it to be and very busy. Um, and so I figured I'd, I'll tell you a little bit about it in a second, but um, it's just been very crazy. And so I went back and forth on whether I was even going to continue this podcast just because I've been so crazy busy and I have so many other commitments and other things going on in my life. But I really do love doing this, um, even though it does take up time um, and energy. I, I really do love, I love doing this. And so I'm going to continue for now. We will see um, how <laughs> I'm doing in a few months. Um, so recap of my job at the moment to give you some context. Um, my husband has been working for this company uh, for about two years now, year, year and a half. Um, and it's a construction company, we work in construction, and we, the company, it's a general contractor, so they do a bunch of different things. So I've worked on a few different projects, but they do the renovations for the temples in Canada. And so um, I've had the opportunity to work on, this is my second temple now, my husband's done four or five, I believe, in the last year and a half. And so, which means we also travel a lot, um, which I think I mentioned in, I did, I mentioned in uh, November, <laughs> was, as you can see with your eyeballs right now, um, if I guess if you're on YouTube, 
Um, this is going to primarily be an audio project from now on instead of um, videos with my face on them. I will still be putting videos up on YouTube, uh, but it will just be hearing my voice. Um, and because part of that is because we've been traveling back and forth from our home in Alberta to other places. So Montreal, right now we're in Toronto for a few months working on the temple here. And so it's hard to have like a consistent setup where I can film and also kind of the privacy to film. Um, we're often living with other work, uh, other workers, other co-workers or other employees. And so it's harder to kind of find that space and the time to actually film episodes. So it's going to be audio at the moment. So, um, and at the moment, like I said, we're in Toronto right now, and this is a, a bigger project. Or we have a bigger role in this project than in the past. And so I'm working longer hours, more hours. Um, and so again, just have that a little bit of extra time <laughs> to not totally worry about setting up and taking down and we have our house rental right now and our other employees like i said come and live with us when they're out here for their working on their part of the project and so it's just crazy it's crazy so i am hoping <laughs> that i can stay on top of this and i always have a burst of energy with the new year so i'm trying to hit the ground running i'll be doing uh, more episodes during the week to fit in all of the uh, talks before April conference, which now is only um, three months away, <laughs> which is crazy. So I'll be doing three episodes a week instead of just two. And as I said, it will just be an audio format at the moment. But I'm very excited to jump in with you guys and I'm grateful for you for sticking around um, and still enjoying <laughs> this with me i hope you enjoy it anyway and um i'm excited i'm excited to, to jump into this this conference this was uh again a weird conference for me i was traveling on conference weekend we were flying out to montreal on saturday and so we missed the first two sessions completely like i, I didn't we were flying um and so i wasn't able to watch them live like i normally do and I mean, Sunday, Saturdays are always kind of funky, right? With the conference, sometimes you're, you have the whole weekend and you can watch all of the sessions and sometimes you have things going on on Saturday. Uh, but it was the first time in a, in quite a few conferences that I hadn't been able to watch all of the, the sessions on Saturday. And so in quote unquote rereading <laughs> these talks, they've just been reading them because I haven't actually I hadn't I hadn't listened to them so um today of course we are starting in the very first one a Saturday morning session with Elder Bednar's talk in the path of their duty and honestly this talk 
I've, I tried to read it three or four times and I just got lost. Not, not because it was Elder Bednar's fault, but I had my mind in other places. And so when I finally sat down and like really dug into it, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, he, he's talking about pioneers, of course, and he's talking about, um, Well, um, back up a little bit, sorry. I'm trying to get into the swing of things, so if I mess up something, of course, as always, I encourage you to read and or listen to this talk before you come listen to me talk about it so you can get your own takes and your own spiritual inspiration and um, your own questions to have answered. Um, and then you can come and hopefully get some answers or more questions, most likely, um, from my thoughts and feelings about this particular talk. So, of course, this is called In the Path, Their Duty, and their, his first section is called They Are the Last Wagon, and he's talking about um, the pioneers arriving in the Salt Lake Valley in 1947. And... And particularly the, the 100th anniversary that, sorry, 1847. Did I say 1947? I was looking at 1947. 1847. But he's talking about the 100th anniversary in 1947. Uh, there's a lot of celebrations and, of course, um, statues and a bunch of things, right? Celebrations of the saints coming to Salt Lake Valley is a big deal. Is a big deal in our history. And he talks about a talk, uh, I don't know if it was like a, a speech or something at a, a celebration called Day of the Last Wagon by President J. Reuben Clark, who was the first counselor in the first presidency at the time. And he, he talks about uh, many of the, you know, very well-known leaders who were there, president, like Brigham Young and probably be Pratt, Heber C. Kimball, Wilford Woodruff, and then also, but he said, but his, his, you know, primary purpose was to talk about the people who we don't know their names. We don't have them officially recorded, and he called them they of the last wagon. And so that's kind of his where he kind of structures his talk on, right, is the people who, like us, us, the people in the church right now who, you know, aren't getting ensign article write-ups about our amazing charity dinner we did for the young women, or we're not being mentioned in general conference, right, we're not being written about in the saints volumes, but we are... Um, continuing on our way, we are doing amazing things, but we're not famous, right? And as a way to kind of, another way to talk about that, he talks about um, a talk by President Howard W. Hunter, who talks about Moroni and Helaman. In Alma 48, there's the famous verse, you know, um, if everyone, if all men had been and were, never would be like unto Moroni, all the powers of hell would be shaken forever, right? 
<clears throat> this great testament to this great man. And then a few verses later, it talks about Helaman and his brethren. And they said, saying they were no less serviceable unto the people than was Moroni. And that even though, so he goes on to say, you know, even though Helaman and his brethren weren't as noticeable or conspicuous or famous as Moroni, they were no less helpful or useful as Moroni was. And I remember that being pointed out to me as a missionary. Um, and it helped with a lot of the kind of intruder syndrome. What's that called? Uh, is that what it's called? Intruder? Imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. This is very close. Imposter syndrome, when you feel like, you know, you're not really supposed to be there. Are you actually good enough to be there? Um, and to kind of remember that. I remember that even in the scriptures it says that, you know, Helaman and his brethren were no less serviceable than Moroni, who two verses before had been like, if any man, if every man and every woman were like Moroni, the powers of hell would shake. And then to be like, and also Helaman and his brothers, same thing, right? It's kind of like ditto, <laughs> ditto to Moroni. Um, and so as I said, as a, as a missionary and very many times, um, among uh wow my english is really struggling today throughout my mission there we go throughout my mission throughout other callings that i've had um particularly as the women's secretary at the moment and also just in other areas of my life particularly in my job at the moment i often don't feel like i'm making a difference or that i'm doing anything or that somebody else would be doing my job way better than I would. Um, or I feel like I'm doing a lot and I'm not being acknowledged for it, right? I feel like I'm doing so much. I feel like I'm working 12 hour days and not getting, and still getting, you know, criticized or um, just keep adding things to my to-do list that never goes down. I feel like I'm doing everything wrong, even though I feel like I'm trying my best. And I think it's so nice to be reminded that we are making a difference, that even if we don't feel like it, um, we are no less serviceable. We are doing things that impact people. Even though we're not famous like Moroni, we are diligent and useful like Hillman and his brethren. This is my two questions, kind of for the whole talk as we talk about this. In what ways do you feel unacknowledged or like you're not making a difference? And how can you acknowledge others' contributions at work, school, or church, or in other areas of your life? Um, we all strive for recognition, right? It's, it's nice to be recognized. It's nice to be acknowledged and for our effort to be seen and heard and, you know, be thanked for it and 
So how can we do that for others? Um, So... Along those lines, I think it's a very human desire to be, to want to be seen, to want to make a difference. And he shares a quote from President Hunter um, about being famous. He says, most of the best people who ever lived weren't very famous either. And I think especially in this day and age, I always feel very old when I say that, but but in this time of social media and social media influencers and YouTubers and basically anybody can be famous, right? They have the potential to be famous. They have more potential to be famous or at least well-known, known by a vast majority, or not vast majority of people, but a vast array of people than somebody pre-internet, right? Um, even just in your personal life, in your personal online interactions, you're able to keep in touch with more people. And, and as I said, you have the potential to be famous, to be known by a lot of people, to become an influencer or a YouTube superstar or whatever. And so we have this thought in our brains of, well, they're famous, why aren't I? Or am I not doing things well enough? Or am I not good enough? And it's really easy to compare ourselves to everybody else and to think that, you know, we're not making a difference because we're not YouTube famous. (laughs) We're not um, good enough because we're not the, you know, best of the best or making money off of Instagram or whatever, right? I was watching uh, a new show. It was very random. It's called 24 Hours in A&E, which is a... A&E, if you don't know, is the um, ERs, the emergency departments in England, uh, accidents and emergencies, A&E. And I found this show very randomly in its uh, docu-series, whatever, um, showing what it's like to work in the A&E in England at this very busy um, emergency department in London. And I think it's fascinating. It's absolutely fascinating. Anyway, it's very random, but it's absolutely fascinating. And they had this guy who would come in he got angry and punched through a glass door and his hand was cut really bad and they show him just kind of waiting and waiting of course you wait a lot in the emergency room and his mom asked him you know what do you want to be when you grow up and he said a legend <laughs> he's like 17 and his mom's like no be serious like what do you actually want to be he's like no a legend i i want to be known I want to, you know, make a difference. I want I want people to know me. I want to be famous. And, of course, she's like, well, there's a lot of ways to do that. And what do you actually want to do? Um, and it was supposed to be just kind of this one-off thing, right? And it, it came up as I was thinking about this talk today. And it made me think of uh, also <laughs> The Fault in Our Stars um, book 
young adult book that came out years ago. It's very famous, it turned into a movie. Um, the guy, the love interest in that movie says, or in that book and movie, says something along the same lines. Like, I just, I want to make a difference. I want to, I want people to know me. I want to make a mark on this world. And of course, he, he's coming also from the perspective of a cancer patient who has had to think of that, you know, if I died tomorrow, what what impact would I left on the world? What would I regret? And his girlfriend, the main character at the time, she says, well, you've made a mark on me. You've made a mark on the people around you. Isn't that enough? And she gets kind of very frustrated with him, which is fair. Um, and I think this talk was a good reminder for me and could be a good reminder for others that <clears throat> just because you're not famous or just because you never have a, a super influential calling or you're never a CEO or you're never a millionaire or whatever, right? You're still making a difference in people's lives you're still impacting your family, your friends, your coworkers. Um, and you'll never quite know how much impact you have on people, but you are impacting people. And that's really important to remember. Um, he also has kind of a third way that he describes these people the, the people that they've been talking about, right? The the unacknowledged, the last of the wagon. Um, sorry, they of the last wagon. The no less serviceable people. Um, he talks about... Doo -doo -doo. Oh, he quotes another part of the Book of Mormon. Um where Sam of the Lamanite talks about they that are in the path of their duty. He talks about diligence and um, kind of the people who are just going about their lives, right? Day to day, just trying to survive. And I think sometimes kind of going off what I was just saying, it can be hard to accept that like life is not a movie it's not a tv show it's not a it's kind of a slog sometimes right it's not okay that trial has wrapped up and now i get a break and then the next one comes there's trials on trials with joy and sadness and grief mixed in and the diligence, the keep goingness, the like, you have to live your life. It's not some big, massive reveal at the end of every year, right? It can feel like that sometimes, you know, obviously you have periods of your life that you can mark very distinctly, like my mission obviously started on April 3rd, 2019 and finished on October 20th, 2020. And that's a you know period of my life that is very defined, like marked very very definitely. Um, and I have 
you know, high school was marked very definitely and college is marked very definitely, right? But there are other things that go on in your life that you can't mark that definitely. Relationships and spiritual growth and you might have milestones or big events, um, but they just keep going. They don't begin and end. There's not, they're not, not always a beginning, middle, and end to our lives, right? At least as we're going. Obviously, our lives are going to end, duh. But like, you know what I mean. And, but to to know, like, other people are also experiencing this, right? Other people are just going about their day, doing their best. You know, there are people who are making words and stakes run smoothly. There are people who are working at McDonald's and making the food that you go in and eat. There are people who are, you know, running your Walmart for you or making sure your street lights work or your stoplights work. There are people who, like me, are construction workers who are building or renovating places around you. Um, and they're just getting on day to day and sometimes they are living just day to day and that's enough, right? <laughs> it's, it can be really, I don't know, there's something, it, it sounds really depressing when I say it out loud like that, <laughs> of like, it's just, you live day to day and yet it can also, it, it felt very empowering to me of just this like, yep, we're just trekking along. It's okay if you don't have extraordinary things happen in your life. You're going to have extraordinary things happen in your life. But it's okay if like right now you're not having extraordinary things happen in your life. That right now you're living day to day. And that has felt like my life the last month or so. Um, we got to Toronto at the beginning of December. And like I said, it's, it's a new role for me. Uh, and for my husband in the company, in a project. We are learning a lot. We've been thrown into the deep end a lot in um, a lot of things. <laughs> and it's new and in some ways it's very exciting. In some ways it's very anxiety inducing. In other ways, it's very frustrating. I mean, I'm working with, with people and people are frustrating. People are imperfect. Um, and I'm working in a new place with new people. And I'm also like working on the temple and that's really exciting. But I have very much worked day to day. Um, you know, what do I need to do today? to get to tomorrow <laughs> and then what do I need to do tomorrow to get to the next day and you know what do I absolutely need to get done today before my, my energy runs out and I have to go to sleep and I'm hoping that that was mostly because it was the beginning of the project and we were getting everything situated and learning stuff but I have a feeling it's going to continue because sometimes that's just how construction is and it's crazy and things change and they find stuff that set us back and um, I've had to learn to live day to day and not make plans too far out which is really hard for me <laughs> and to you know have control where I have control I can control the things that I have in my court I can get done what I can and explain the things that I can't get done 
And so it was very kind of, it was kind of, I don't know, hopeful for me to read this and be like, sometimes you're just living day to day. Most of the time you're just living day to day. And you're diligent and you just keep pushing through and you find pockets of absolute joy. And you find pockets of absolute grief and sadness and frustration and anger and anxiety. And you just keep going because one day you'll find the joy again. Or something small will happen during the day that makes you feel accomplished. And that makes it all worth it. Anyway. The last, like, I don't know, third of his talk, maybe more, is him explaining this phrase in the path of their duty. Um, and I highly encourage you to read these last few paragraphs. I, like, was reading this and I went to highlight them all. Because I was like, man, these are so good. I have to read them as one of my quotes when I when I record my episode and I realized that it's like nine paragraphs and I was like mm, maybe not um I'm not gonna read half the talk on my episode so starting so in his it's the section called in the path of their duty and he has several paragraphs called in the path of their duty describes right and he talks about um People who look for and sit next to people who are alone in church meetings. Stand, um, comfort those standing in need of comfort. Um, caretakers or people who support leadership positions. Um, people who have, have fallen away from God and are turning back to him. Um, people who are striving to make covenants with God and can't because of things that are out of their control, right? He just lists so many money, so many people, so many um, instances and situations that I feel like we can all, even if we've not been in that specific circumstance, right? We can sympathize with, we can empathize with, we've been in a similar situation and as we were talking about earlier, it, it feels like a slog. It feels like we're not being acknowledged. It feels like we're doing everything and we're still not getting praise or whatever. And I think sometimes we have to be okay with not getting praise, which is hard. And also, as my other question was like, how can we praise others for what they do for us? And I think is you know, whatever you want to call it, karma, good you know, good things you send up, what do they call it? Oh my goodness, it comes around, what goes around comes around. That's that's the phrase I'm looking for. What goes around comes around. That as we put praise out into the world, we are going to get praise or acknowledgement back. <clears throat> and I'm not saying that like we should expect to be praised or that we need to be praised but that we will have our accomplishments and our kindness acknowledged and we will see how we are impacting other people. And it's amazing. It, it's, it, I love people. <laughs> I love people. 
I love my Heavenly Father. I love Jesus. Amen. Um, no. Um, he also has a promise and testimony at the end of his talk um, that, you know, we will be rewarded for the diligence that we're putting into our lives, the kindness that we're showing other people, and that one day we will see how we impacted others, how we are um, how we have, you know, changed people's lives around us. Um, and I really, I really believe that. I really believe that one day we will know how we have impacted the people around us and to see how they've impacted us. Sometimes we don't realize until years later, sometimes we never realize just how much a person has impacted our lives. Um, so to reiterate my questions, or to repeat, I guess, repeat my questions, in what ways do you feel unacknowledged or like you're not making a difference? And on top of that, how are you making a difference? Like you can, you can see that and you can ponder on that, especially now, obviously with the new year, happy new year also. Um, to look back on your year and it's a good reflecting point even if you're not a fan of new year's resolutions you're not a fan of goals to reflect on the year it's just a good stopping point right it's a good reflection point a good checkpoint kind of look back and see what you've done this year where you're at i talk about um, goals a lot and one of um, my favorite stories from my mission was there was this hike in my mission called um, Flatiron. And it's like a five mile hike up a mountain and back down. And it's steep. It's like bouldering. Parts of it are like bouldering. Like it's a hard hike. It's like eight hours, nine hour hike. And I did it a couple of times as a missionary. I absolutely loved it, which is really kind of funny because I'm not a super like, I'm not an exerciser. I like exercising. I like playing volleyball. I like being athletic and you know, playing sports. Um, and I like hiking. I really love hiking, but it's not like I'm an extreme hiker or anything. Um, and it was really, really hard. And it was really frustrating because looking up the mountain, you can kind of see where you're supposed to end. You can see Flatiron Peak, but it doesn't ever look like it gets closer. And sometimes it looks like it's getting farther away. And you're like, man, I've been hiking for hours and it does not look like I've gotten any closer. And then I would take a couple of minutes, you know, stop, get water, eat a granola bar, whatever. And you could turn around and you'd be like, wow, look how far I've come. I think sometimes that's easier to, rather than looking at how far away our goal is, looking at how far we've come from our starting point and have really good self-reflection. I don't know how that really relates with everything. I hope that makes sense that I brought that up, but like looking at your year and seeing where you are, where you were in January of 2023 to where you are now, January of 2024, 
what you've accomplished and what you've gone through those moments of joy those moments of sadness just reflect and process right and go into a new year maybe with goals or continuing goals that you've been working on for a long time and i think that will help us see that we are going day to day we are pushing through we are doing the things that we need to do and um i think that's really important (laughs) Um, and then of course second question is how can you acknowledge others contributions at work school church or in other areas of your life and i think that's that um you know you see it in yourself or you've you've something that you need you can give to others or you know seeing that you are making a difference helps you to see how others are making a difference and help them see it themselves right um and as always please check out the footnotes for any further reading he has you know a few talks that he references in here he has a few scriptures that he a lot of scriptures that he references in here a lot of them are from the book of mormon which is exciting because that's uh come follow me this year of course um so definitely check those out if there are specific topics especially you want to continue to think about questions um and of course add your own questions come with your own questions um your own things that you want to work on or things that spoke to you and that you want to implement in your life and um i will see you guys next time in just a couple of days with sister rights talk by the day in christ and i'll see y'all then